Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Monday, December 19th edition of the Basement Academy. Christmas is less than a week away, but it's not yet Christmas. It's still Advent, and we're going to try to recover a little bit more of Advent uh, today and this week uh, as we head towards our Christmas celebration next Sunday. Let's begin with a morning psalm, Psalm 79. One has a little bit of a challenge to it, but I think um, it needs to be in our praying repertoire. And so, Psalm 79, a psalm of Asaph. O God, the nations have invaded your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They have given the dead bodies of your servants as food to the birds of the air, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. They have poured out blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury the dead. We are objects of reproach to our neighbors, of scorn and derision to those around us. How long, O Lord? Will you be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and destroyed his homeland. Do not hold against us the sins of the fathers. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. Help us, O God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, Where is their God? Before our eyes make known among the nations that you avenge the outpoured blood of your servants. May the groans of the prisoners come before you. By the strength of your arm, preserve those condemned to die. Pay back into the laps of our neighbors seven times the reproach they have hurled at you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. Mm. It is a Holocaust psalm, right? <laughs> It's, it's, it's set in the context of the um, destruction of the temple and the exile. And so the nations gathering against Israel, coming against them. And so the way we would say it today is anti-Semitism prevails, uh, certainly even to this day. So it's a hard, it's a hard psalm. Do not hold against us the sins of the fathers. It's acknowledging that what happened there in part was due to the sins of the fathers who brought idols into the temple. And so God said enough and destroyed the temple. So hard psalm to pray, important. It keeps us attentive and alert to the reality of religious animosity, anti-Semitism, and the persecution of the, the Christian church. Okay, with those happy thoughts, <laughs> let's recover some Advent, right? So... The O Antiphons, a, an ancient liturgy from the 6th century, seven reflections uh, of the names or titles of Messiah from the Old Testament. 
And so um, the o, o wisdom, O sapientia, it, it, it comes in Latin, O sapientia, O Adonai, O Lord. Today, O radix of Jesse, O root of Jesse. O root of Jesse, stand as a sign among the peoples at whom the kings shall shut their mouths, whom the Gentiles shall seek. Come to deliver us. Do not tarry. Has a little bit of the feel of Psalm 79, doesn't it? And so it's crying out to Messiah, the root of Jesse, in the language of the reality of Gentiles who oppose uh, the root of Jesse, David and, and the people of, of David, the people whom David rules over. A couple other translations of this. And so that, again, that I'm just reading from the PDF that's available on the, um, on the website. And so this is the antiphon for today. So now we're lined up. I, was, I gave the first couple antiphons not exactly on the day, but December 17th through, 23, through 23, the last seven days of Advent, you read these seven antiphons, and it's the basis for our hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So on the 19th, we read a root or radix of, of Jesse. A couple other ways this could be translated uh, from Latin into English. Very interesting. Draw nigh, O Jesse's rod, draw nigh to free us from the enemy, from hell's infernal pit to save and give us victory over the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall be born for thee, O Israel. So again, trying to fit that into the, into the language of the, um, of the hymn. O come thou branch of Jesse, draw the quarry from the lion's claw, from the dread caverns of the grave, from nether hell thy people save. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Interesting. So taking this Latin, I'm trying to capture the reality of the Gentile world that comes against. And so a root of Jesse. So, so th this is based in a prophecy of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his place of rest will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the remnant that is left of his people from Assyria, from Lower Egypt, from Upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea, the places where they've been scattered. And so this antiphon tries to capture this prophecy of um, Isaiah so what is this root of Jesse thing? What, what's that all about? It, so, so first of all, radix, root, what, what gets translated root in English, is where we get, also get a word radical. And we think radical is something that's out on the fringe, out on the, you know, the periphery, kind of on the edges of society, those radicals, those far right or far left radicals, etc. 
radical is actually very central and very core. It is the root. It is the source. And so it's an interesting way our word radical has come to be used. And so the root is that from which the plant arises. The root, so you've got the seed, the root goes down, and then the stalk, the stem comes up, and then the branches move out, okay? And so I'm going to show you something I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but here's actually kind of a, a graphic thing. Here's a picture of a tree, and so you've got the root down here, right? And then you've got, let me back up a little bit and get this in front of the little whiteboard. Okay, so there we go. For those who are listening, have no idea what I'm, I'm showing. I'm showing kind of a, a tree. It's a brown tree. It's supposed to be magnetic. I'll, I'll talk about this in a little bit. So you've got the root down here, and then the tree comes, and all the branches um, go off from that. And so the language of the root of Jesse recalls David's story. Jesse was his father. And if you know the story, um, Samuel comes seeking the next king of Israel. Saul has already turned away, and so the prophet Samuel goes seeking, and God sends Samuel to uh, Bethlehem to uh, Jesse's house. And he's got all of these sons, the last of which is out tending the sheep out in the flock. In fact, He's so overlooked, no, no, no way could the, the runt of the litter, uh, David, the last child, actually be the one whom uh, the prophet is seeking. And so Jesse brings his sons in, the firstborn, secondborn. They're tall, they're strapping, they're wonderful looking. And nope, nope, nope. Are there no other sons? Oh, well, there's, all, there's him, David, out in the field. Bring him in. And God says to Samuel, that's the one and he anoints him, okay? So this is calling back to the story of David's unlikely call to be the shepherd of Israel, the unlikely call to be the king. And so Messiah is unlikely when he shows up. Born of a virgin <laughs> to a humble carpenter, right? conceived of the Holy Spirit, but Joseph is his earthly father. There's nothing in the birth of Jesus that makes us suspect who he is, that he's coming to rule over the house of Israel, to rule over heaven and earth and all nations. There's nothing in David, the root of Jesse. So, so Jesse's family, this humble family, He's the least of the children. All of a sudden, he's brought in. He's anointed. And so it's really speaking to the humanity of Messiah. And so Jesus, like David, comes of humble origins, unlikely to ascend to the throne. And so Isaiah picks up on this theme under the influence of the Holy Spirit, of course. And as David is the root of Jesse, okay, this, this, this humble root leads to this glorious kingdom, so humble Messiah will lead to the glorious kingdom of, of God. And so it's the humanity of Jesus, the humility of Jesus, yet that is the one whom God raises up as a sign among the peoples. What, what Isaiah has a banner, okay? So it's lifting up the sign, lifting up the banner. Look here, this is the one. And so it's 
uh, as, as David was, became the, the epitome of, of the kings of, of Israel, so the son of David becomes a sign among the peoples at whom kings shut their mouths. It's this reality that Israel is, is lifted up as the chosen people, but all of these other Gentile kings, they, they all look at them and they try to eliminate. There is so like Psalm 79. The nations come against Israel. There is this animosity towards the people of God. It is, it is rooted in the deep spiritual warfare that traces back to the garden. The enmity between the woman, the, the chosen family, right, and the serpent. And so there has been war from the beginning, a spiritual war. And so Isaiah picks up on that theme whom the Gentiles seek. And so it's this idea that ultimately all people are going to come in to this kingdom. Uh, Paul, in his letter to the Romans, which is in a very um, mature, robust theological, kind of a dense theological argument, Paul is making the case that Jew and Gentile alike have sinned, Jew and Gentile alike are being reconciled to one another, but to God. That the, the Messiah, Jesus, comes not just for the Jews, but for Gentiles also. And so in chapter 15 of Romans, Paul lifts this up and he says, and again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule over the nations, the Gentiles will hope in him. And so, the translator here picking up on this. So yes, the Gentiles come against Messiah, come against the root of Jesse, but at the same time, it is the Gentiles ultimately who seek him. And so we are Gentiles. If you are not of, of Jewish descent, then we have sought him, okay? So my guess is most, if not all, of Greenwich, I believe, again, I don't know everybody's background, family background, but Greenwich and, and the Christian church is mostly a Gentile church. The Gentiles continue to seek him. And so you have this uh, root of Jesse, come to deliver us, do not tarry. That language of being you know, brought from the lion's claw or saved from hell, this, this image of the Gentiles pressing against and then God rescuing uh, the, the people. So, uh, interesting reflection. Again, Advent doesn't focus just on little baby Jesus. Advent takes the wide sweep of history. And so now another story is being brought in. And this child who was born, this one who was from the root of Jesse, okay, he's descended. Mary and Joseph belong to the line of David. And so you have this root of Jesse still springing up. Now, why did I hold up this little scrawny little tree thing? Again, if you're in the if you're watching the video, you can see, okay? Well, this is supposed to be magnetic. I didn't understand this uh, till a few days ago as I was preparing for this uh, reflection that there is an advent tradition similar to our advent calendars, you know, where you've got, you know, 
a house that you open the door and behind it's a little chocolate. So December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, you know, for 25 days, we open up a little advent calendar or something like that. And it reveals some kind of symbol or some, you know, some sweet thing to remind us. Well, there is a tradition known as the Jesse tree. And so the Jesse tree advent tradition, I never knew such a thing. Now I do. And sure enough, there's books out there. Well, I, I bought something <clears throat> over the weekend so that um, I could show this. And it's supposed to be, this is supposed to be magnetic. It's really cheaply made and it's not so. And there are all these little medallions, okay? <laughs> and so they symbolize... So you've got, you know, this, uh, this is for Noah. You've got the, the, the rainbow. Um, you've got Adam and Eve symbolized by the apple. You've got David symbolized by the harp. You've got Moses symbolized by the Ten Commandments. You get baby Jesus, who is going to be, you know, put at the very top. And so, I don't know if you can see this, but there's a little baby Jesus, you know. A little too white, probably, for what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and interestingly, and so there's a chart that accompanies, and so there's all these symbols, 25 different symbols, symbolizing creation, Adam and Eve, the fall, and so there's a snake, okay? The Noah story, the Abraham story, Isaac with a bundle of sticks, Jacob with the ladder, remember Jacob's ladder, um, Joseph uh, with a bag of money, okay? Uh, Moses... Samuel, Jesse, okay, so we've got Jesse there, and then on eight, on December 17th, there's this little thing, it says the O antiphons, which developed in the early church, are antiphons sung during the last seven days of Advent. Each antiphon is a name of the Messiah, one of his attributes mentioned in the scripture, and so you've got uh, on December 17th, wisdom symbolized by the book, okay? And then you've got uh, the Lord symbolized by the burning bush, okay? God revealing himself at the burning bush. Today, December 19th, the root of Jesse. And so you've got this flower, um, uh, Isaiah 11 uh, talks about this this uh, shoot, stump, uh, the shoot that, that branches up and his roots and a bud shall blossom, Okay. Uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow, the key, the key of David. And then you've got uh, the radiant dawn, the Oriens, okay, and the bright morning star. And then you have the king of nations, Rex Gentium, okay. And then finally, you have Emmanuel, God with us. Interestingly, it is of a communion wafer and the cup that's the sacrament is... Um, uh, the presence of Christ in communion. So very interesting. So I love, I didn't know I was going to, I just said, let's get one. I want to show it to the, to the folks. But for any moms and dads or grandmas and grandpas, perhaps there are books as well. And that's probably better than this little cheapo thing, because guess what? They don't stick. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be magnetic. It looks magnetic, you know, on the back. It's not. So it's kind of a cheapy little thing. Anyway, the Jesse Tree Advent Tradition. Who knew? Well, certainly not me. And so um, perhaps you can buy uh, a Jesse Tree Advent book for next year. Okay, we're, we're a little too uh, deep into Advent to, to do it this year. But perhaps that could be a Christmas present 
that you could buy this year to use it next year. Okay, Google it on Amazon and, and you'll see all kinds of, of choices there. Okay, so we have the root of Jesse. Let us give thanks for the humanity of the Savior, the humble beginnings of the Savior, the unlikeliness of the Savior. And this is why I believe the gospel. <laughs> it, it's all about God's work. This isn't powerful people who come with money and might and militaries and they lead salvation. No, it's a humble shepherd who's even overlooked by his own father, Jesse, overlooks his own son, David, and brings him in finally, and the prophet anoints him, and he becomes the great king. And so we have humble Jesus born, laid in a manger, and then he becomes the one who rules all nations, and he is our Lord and Savior. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, thank you for the gift of a Jesse tree story and tradition and thank you, most importantly, for that which has sprung from the root of Jesse, Messiah himself. And so from humble beginnings and a humble birth, he has come to rule all nations. And so deliver us, deliver the world, and may the Gentiles seek him. May the whole world seek him. And so in this holy season, as we prepare to celebrate and remember the birth of our Savior, we look forward to his glorious return. And so build your church, build our lives, help us to be faithful witnesses this day and forevermore as we pray how he taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, may Jesus, the one who sprung from the root of Jesse, may he bless you, keep you, watch over you, cause you to flourish and blossom and bear fruit for his glory this day and forevermore. Amen.